I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, no, nothing. We don't know. How's it going? I think I'm doing right. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm very excited to say we're starting a new quest. A new quest. That is Tell me about your quest. Uh, Our quest, but mostly your quest. Sure. My new quest, we are switching up the genders. Um, once again, Carrie Butler, still the queen that has responded queen and, of noticing. and noticed us, so we Thank appreciate you, it. We love um, you. Not that you other people who haven't, like maybe you're just busier, but I don't know, Carrie Butler loves her fans. Anyway, yes, um, this week we're going to start a new one, uh, and I think this guy is a dude. I think he's been, he's very funny and has actually been in a ton of stuff uh, that you just, you maybe wouldn't have known or whatever, but today we are beginning our quest for... Uh, Christopher, Chris Fitzgerald to notice us. All right. So here we go. Uh, some of the things that you may know him from is he originated, uh, Ogie and Waitress. Uh, he has been in, um, he was in Chicago, both as Amos and, uh, as, uh, he later went on to play Billy Flynn. Uh, he just has been in honestly a ton, a ton of stuff that is, he's currently in the, uh, company revival gender bent. He's in that right now. Um, what is he playing company? Sure, I can't remember, but we'll <laughs> probably talk okay, about man. it. So, you know. Yeah. Um, company. Let's sure. talk about that one day. So, uh, he's great, and I really enjoy him. I think he's, like, probably one of the funniest people I've ever seen on stage. Excellent. Uh, in company, he they do a scene where he gets high. Oh, he's, he's that one those, He's, he's yeah. that one of that part of that couple. Cool. And um, it's just so funny. Because it's, fun. like, he's he's such a good comedic actor. So, uh, today, though, as our deep dive into like a Christmas Sherald show, we are going to be doing Gutenberg the Musical. Gutenberg the Musical. What do you know about it? Uh, only what you have told me, which is sure. that it's, it's two people, uh, two gentlemen, I believe, and it's about the printing press, and sure. uh, I'm excited to hear more things. I know you at some point had a couple people in mind that you wanted to like do this yeah, show Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, we will see, fun. and that will maybe still happen. Um, I have made several people sit in my car and listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, not all, no, I think one person like all the way through, but, um, it's, it's just such a funny, funny show. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Um, never on Broadway, opened off Broadway, uh, and then transferred around a couple of different places. Um, Chris Fitzgerald and Jeremy Sheamus were the original people. Um, it was produced originally as a 45-minute one-act by the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, okay. which, if you know Upright Citizens Brigade, funny, like, it's a comedy troupe, basically, yeah. um, kind of in 2005, and then the two-act version premiered in London in 2006 uh, and starred the authors, and then, as I said, in 2006, it came to the U.S., and uh, Fitz- Chris Fitzgerald and Jeremy Sheamus were put in it, uh, and just et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, it just, it's played, it's never been to Broadway, but it has certainly made its way around the country, hmm. uh, because it's a fun little two person show it has also gone to Australia and France. Oh, yes, very fancy. that's right. Was so, it in French in France? Sure. Do I don't know. Like, Probably, I like hope like not. I, I think it's maybe not as funny. Um, so we're going to dive right in. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about the premise of this. Um, the soundtrack is available on Spotify, okay. and it's one of those shows that's sung and talked through the whole way. So if you listen oh. to the soundtrack, you will hear the entirety of the show. Cool. Yeah. Um, and okay. Then your imagination can fill in the blocking. Correct. Uh, here we go. Love it. Uh, the play is performed as a backers audition by Bud Davenport and Doug Simon, the authors of a musical about Johannes Gutenberg, which they're p- pitching to producers who might put on their show on Broadway. Um, it's very funny because the way 
to do the show, your actors have to have amazing timing with each other. Yeah. But they do a lot of things where they're like, uh, you may not have heard of it, but Broadway is where, <laughs> like, it's a lot of stuff like that where they're Love like, it. this is a pitch. A pitch is, you know, <laughs> uh, I am the book writer who I wrote the words and, you know, it's like that. Yeah. It kind of, they explain stuff, but in like a real dumb way. Um, and you learn about like, I have cats. Like, it's like things like little reveals about that. So anyway, that's the premise is that there's a producer in the back that you never see or talk to and they just keep referencing and they're like, hi. So (laughs) it's, and it's that kind of energy. Um, because the minimally talented and starry eyed authors don't have a cast or an orchestra, Bud and Doug play all the roles themselves wearing hats with the character's name on them and frequently switching said hats to indicate different characters. Hilarious. So that's the other fun of it is like, is they like in mid song are like hat on, hat off, hat on. <laughs> so that kind of, that's very funny to me. Um, it's funny. What kind of hats are they? Baseball they're like hats? trucker hats. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, great. Well, and you can use whatever hats you want, but sure, they look like truckers. hats yep. all day. Um, they're literally trucker hats with like, just like a piece of paper taped to them, like tape on them <laughs> with like marker. Um, minimal props such as a cardboard box, pencils, and a chair are used as well. Nice. So this is like in a way where this is like a producer's dream because you just need good, talented dudes and then like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's my dream. Go to like the your basement and be like, what do we have? Hats? Great. Correct. Uh, since Bud and Doug's research into the life of Gutenberg, aka a quick Google search, which they say in the show, revealed that information on his life is scant. They take a historical fiction approach, by which they mean <laughs> that they just made stuff up. That's wonderful, because that's exactly what historical fiction is. Correct. In the play within a play, Johann Gutenberg is a wine presser in the medieval German town of Schlimmer, a happy and cheery place except for the fact that the town is horribly dirty and depressing, and no one except Gutenberg can read. Oh, Intent on saving oh. the townspeople from their own ignorance, Gutenberg turns his wine press into a printing a printing press. He accomplishes this in one night. His beautiful oh. but dim assistant, Helvetica, <laughs> is in love with him. Aw, that's sweet. Sure, this is a very short synopsis, so I will maybe sure, move we'll around. Sure, um, is in love with him, but Gutenberg is unaware of her feelings for him. Meanwhile, the show's villain, Monk, an evil monk, and that's Excellent. literally one of the songs. Who worships Satan oh. attempts to keep ignorance alive so he can control the townspeople through the inaccurate readings of the Bible and seeks to destroy the printing press. Uh oh. Amazing. Sure, think about today. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. The inept show within a show parodies uh, various musical theater conventions, such as the cheery opening number, a high octane rock song for the rock, uh, the first act finale, yes. kick lines, emotional ballads, and an irrelevant charm song about biscuits, sung by the two supporting characters. <laughs> about biscuits. Correct. Despite their ineptitude, Bud and Doug's high energy and optimistic performance of their show may be enough to launch their dreams of stardom. I want this whole show to be a real show. That's what I want. And I want, like, I want to play the evil monk or something. Oh, (laughs) sure. Well, let me just give you a little flavor, and then I'll, I think I have the libretto, so I might pull it up. Oh, fun. But essentially, these are the musical numbers. The prologue is called Schlimmer, and it's very similar to, like, um, Bonjour in Beauty and the Beast. Excellent. Where you is get it introduced. A of like a yes, got for it. sure. Oh my god. Um, the next song is called "I Can't Read." Oh. Uh, Haunted German Wood. Yes. The yep. press song. Whatever that is, I want to be a part of the haunted. German I can't song. read reprise. Biscuits. <laughs> What's the word? Uh, stop the press. Tomorrow is tonight. What? <laughs> Second prologue. 
Words, words, words. Yes, excellent. Monk with me. Oh. Might as well go to hell. Excellent. Festival and finale. Wow, it's short. Sure, except for it's all sung through, so like the songs are short, but they're not because but it's like, like they're a few long. songs, but they're long. Yep. Okay. Um, hold, please, and then potentially edit this out while I look. For and this. you said that there are two acts because in my yep. head I was like, this sounds like it might be like a nope, one act. They give you an in, like the intermission in the show is the intermission. Oh wow! Hold on, please. What that? I wonder what the runtime is. That's interesting. It's only like an hour and a half, I think. Love it's that. like closer to maybe like hour one forty-five. I love like a good. You know, quick, concise, get it in and get out kind of story. Also, I should say, this was written by Scott Brown and Anthony King, who were, of course, the original writers of it. Looking through the libretto, this is kind of fun. It says, a note on the show, which oh, yes, I these are always go. fun. This is not the story of Johann Gutenberg. It is the story of Bud and Doug. Doug Simon is an innocent. He's a naive, utterly sincere, and earnest man who never met a cause he wasn't passionate about. He's a jack-of-all-trades, trades, master of none, who compensates with an infectious, matter-of-fact energy and focus that would probably sound condescending if he weren't so likable. Oh. He's incredibly proud of the show he wrote with Bud, and thinks Bud, whom he adores, is a genius. That's nice. Thinks Bud is a genius. Bud Davenport is an innocent. He's eager to please and thrives on approval. When Bud sings one of his songs on uh, one of his songs, he's revealing in his own he's reveling in his own brilliance. But he's too naive to be a true egomaniac. If anything, he's overly grateful for the mere opportunity to create and perform. Bud enjoys getting caught up in Doug's passion and admires his friend's big ideas. This is nice. This is like a, such a healthy sure. friendship. Charles is the penis. <laughs> Charles, is that all it says? Uh, yeah, and then it says tonight is the most important night of their lives. Amazing. Um, is that one song that's called like tonight something? Is that supposed to parody West Side? No, oh. it doesn't. Um, Bud and Doug play. So this is a note on the show within a show. Excellent. Bud and Doug play a number of the roles in the show. However, Bud and Doug are not actors. This does not mean they should fail. The laughs in the show should not be derived from failure or humiliation. Rather, the laughs should come from their utter commitment to every moment they have written. <laughs> they are at all times authors first, fully aware of the audience and their desire to communicate to the audience the scene, the lines, the lyrics, their choice, their choices, their intelligence, and the passion behind it. When deciding how to play specific actions and moments in the show within the show, it is always best to ask, what would Bud and Doug do? How would Bug, Bud and Doug do it? Keep the answers to these questions close to the surface. Uh, while Bud and Doug do create specific characters for all the roles they play, complete with strong vocal and physical choices. That's the other key, Excellent. is the vocal differences when they're playing like a woman or oh. um, evil monk sounds like this. Like, it's very <laughs> low and kind of fun. Uh, they should nice. never fully disappear into the character. Most important, remember this. To Bud and Doug, the show within the show is not a comedy. It is important and tragic, epic and grand. It should be played with absolute sincerity. Yeah, that's and the that, best way to like. That is the key to the show. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very funny in that way. Because if you have um, any hint of sarcasm, I feel like then it just becomes something completely different. Correct. It sounds like. I love that. Um, it sounds very funny. This is like this just gives you uh, a little bit of like a little preview for this where it says. Um, now, before we get started, we do want to be professional, so here are a few introductions. I'm Mr. Bud Davenport. I'm Mr. Duck Simon. And over there at the piano, that's Charles. He says hello, and that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Yep. I love um, that. Sure. But we did it. I wrote what we call the book of the musical, the script. Yes. And I wrote the music, the score, and the songs. Beautiful songs. <laughs> like, it just, it's that. So, um, sure. Uh... 
which sounds like a fun little like, yes. buddy cop movie where they're like also trying to pitch like a whole thing. Correct. I love it. Um, sure, they talk about Gutenberg. He says, we did some research to find out. Google. We typed in Johann Gutenberg and printed out the first thing that came up. Read it, bud. Sure. And it's like, it's just, it goes back and forth like that. Um, and like I said, they put on these different hats and different things. And it's, uh, they will go. And then a friend of Gutenberg said, Mr. Gutenberg. Like, it's like, it's like that. Um, I imagine that your actors have to have like an incredible amount of chemistry. To correct. To no, off. that's why I said the two people doing it. And this yeah. is why, um, if you look, there's a little like, um, yeah. Christopher Fitzgerald is, his comedy is so good. And working with the other, he's like, it's back. It has to be back and forth, just right, but not be boring, and not be too fast. Where you're like, well, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, but like too slow, um, too boring. Correct. Yeah. Um, this is this is maybe one of my favorite excerpts, but it says, "Now, just before we get started, we do want to take a second to talk about something pretty serious, and that's the Holocaust." <laughs> Every important musical has to tackle at least one incredibly serious issue, like racism, or Vietnam, or a man with half a face. Oh my god. (laughs) Our show is set in Germany, so our serious issue is the Holocaust. Oh my gosh. Germans hate Jews. Not all of them, most of them. (laughs) Maybe not anymore, but they used to. Oh my god. (laughs) That hatred is in this show. It has to be. Because it makes our show important. The musical. That's the pacing of the show. <laughs> where that that's and that's so how fun. and if you listen, I'm I'm doing a pretty close like how they deliver it in the uh in the recording and on stage, but it's that kind of like, yes, the Holocaust. Now it's like that kind of like seriousness. Um also in the opening song there's a thing where they just go, ah they go <laughs> there's a thing where sure, I think it kills a baby, if I recall. Oh. But no no no, where they're like go get my pills and then they bring it back and they're like oh no these are jelly beans what if only i could read <laughs> that's the setup into it that's amazing sure if only i could read these jelly beans correct it's Aww. like that's kind of the thing um and just <laughs> sure here's a, so that opening number that i said is a little bit like when you're uh it's nice to live in medieval germany in the beautiful town of schlimmer we all get along in perfect harmony I'm a beef fat trimmer. The beef comes in all white with fat. It leaves a good bit slimmer. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're just drunks coming home from the bar in the beautiful town of Schlimmer. But those three people are all different. And so Bud is a woman. Yeah. Doug is the beef fat trimmer. And then they sing it together. Amazing. It's like I said, that's what. But then they sing it together, two drunks. So they go from woman, beef fat trimmer to two drunks back to, you know, it's just. Yeah. It's so interesting because, like, there are two man shows that exist that are straight yeah. shows. Like, yep. the Tuna series is oh, yeah, famous yeah. for this. But in the Tuna Christmas and t- Greater Tuna, um, if you are an unfamiliar audience, um, it's two gentlemen that uh, tell a story set in this, like, tiny town. And they play all the characters, but they yep. play them, like, legitimately. Right. Like, so where they, they're like, supposed to correct. The so, like, you see, This is like, not that. Yeah. No. And that's what I was trying to explain to, like, I was talking to Alan about it yep. a little bit, and I don't really know the show as well, so yep. like, he was thinking it was, like, a tuna kind of deal. Oh, And no. where there's, like, a million costume changes that are super fast, and you're, like, dying the whole time. And I was like, no, I don't think that's it. I think it's, like, a hat, and, like, it's campy. Um, but that's, yeah, that's very... Because my dad was in 
Tuna Christmas when I was a kid. Oh, sure, sure, And it was so much fun to, like, watch. Because he's, like, a very tall dude. And he had to memorize so many lines. And I went back at intermission, and he was, like, in a dress and a bra. And I was like, this is a fun thing that I never thought I'd get Sure, we were like, that's my dad. (laughs) I am Um, a teenager, and I'm hugging my dad, and he has boobs. Sure. It was great. Uh, Well, this is, like, that's, no, this is, this is not that. No. Uh, Which, again, one of the characters is named Helvetica. Um, I love that her name is There's also... Bad Monk, Evil Monk, and Young Monk. Oh, there's three monks. There's just two. No, no. Bad, uh, evil Monk, Young Monk. Okay. And the Young Monk is like the apprentice. Got it. So, uh, sure. Um, young Monk sings, I'm just too dumb to understand why he treats me like a dog. Oh. And like a dog, I I can't read. I can't read. <laughs> I don't know how to read. Why can't someone teach me how to read? And he's obviously singing these, which I'm not going to sing. Excellent. Um, but the fun part, too, is as they're doing this, they're doing a lot of the stage directions as well. So it's like Young Monk re-enters the boot black shop. Like, they're oh, reading their, that as well. The dialogue is the stage directions. Is like, the stage directions and them doing the dialogue. That's funny. So one of them will be like, and then Young Monk fell to the ground and cried. You know, so it's that. I'm looking for biscuits is what I'm really and it's a lot of like we don't make wine anymore. We're making books. Words now. Uh, let's see. Sure. What's the word? What's the word? Well, hey there. It's like very um. Sure, a little uh, sister act too, but that's all right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, okay. It just reminds me of that. Love that for you. Oh, here it is. Okay. I found it. So, uh, sure. Uh, it's worth it. So <laughs> it's sung by Boot Black and Young Monk. So two side characters. Excellent. And it says, biscuits, biscuits, I want you deep inside of me, biscuits. Whoa. Put them in an oven, and they're nice and sweet. Put them in my tummy, and they're good to eat. Put them on a shelf, and they're out of reach, biscuits. They <laughs> taste really yummy in a time of war. They taste really yummy even off the floor. Whoa. They taste really yummy, and I want some more. We're not too poor to eat, biscuits, biscuits. <laughs> I want you deep inside of me, nope. biscuits, biscuits. You make me want to dance. Dance break. Excellent dance break. Biscuits. You can eat a biscuit when you're sick in bed. You can eat a biscuit when you when the moon turns red. You can eat a biscuit when we're all dead. Biscuits what? and biscuits <laughs> and biscuits. And that's the that's the song. Why is the song at the, sure? They why? they go on to explain. Now I know what you're probably you're probably sitting there and thinking to yourself that song had nothing to do with anything. I was. This show is not about biscuits. It's not. So what are we doing? Well, people like me and Bud call a song like that a charm song. <laughs> uh. But, Doug, why do we need a charm song? Well, a charm song gives the audience a break from watching the stuff they actually care about. Also, a charm <laughs> song can help get a really famous person to play a really tiny part. Oh, my gosh. That's yep. true. For instance, we are hoping that one day the role of a young monk will be played by Mr. John Candy. Uh, He's amazing. Oh, sure. And that's, obviously, that's sad. Mm, sure, not alive. Oh. Um, and then they they ad lib excitement. Um those aren't pillows, but enough about biscuits. <laughs> Let's get back to the story, and it moves on. Oh my so, gosh. like, that's so that's, that's the tenor of the show. Um, here's what I'm gonna say: He's Christopher Fitzgerald is really good at it. Um, and this show has not been done. Like I said, it was on Off Broadway for a little while in 2006. It's done a little London tour. Um, small community theaters do this show because it is no production at all. No. Um, it is super fun, and here's the the key to it: you have to have two guys that can do it. Yeah, yeah. Does it make more sense now? We were talking off pod about uh, sort of friends that we have. Yeah. Uh, based on that, why I think they would be good. Absolutely. You have to, because yeah. here's the thing: it is that thing, and we talked a lot about this with my students when we did um, we did Shakespeare Bridge, yeah. and it's a comedic show. But the whole point is that nobody thinks they're in a comedy; they think they are doing like 
royal like rata version in the globe shakespeare yeah and i and that's what makes it funny and this show is the exact same thing your two guys who play it cannot take themselves too seriously because if they no they have to take themselves if if they if it's too if it's too sarcastic it doesn't work but at the same time and this is maybe what i meant is they can't take themselves too seriously that they don't go big Right. Like they have to go big and have that in that weird enthusiasm of like we're so excited it's to like have you here tonight. Earnest. Like it's that yeah, it it's is earnest. Yes. Um earnest and excited. Yeah. No, Absolutely. I, I I can feel it. I can feel the tenor of what we're supposed to be doing. And I will say, I mean, we were talking about like the three guys that played the dads in Mamma Mia that sure. I was just in. Like a- any combination of the yep. three of them would be very good in this, I agree. In this show. And maybe one understudies. I don't know. It's it's uh, sure. One plays Charles. One of them's Charlie. Sure. <laughs> none of none of them can play the piano, but that's fine. Um, I yeah, I think I, any combination of those those three people would sure. be wonderful. It's uh, it is very funny, and you know, like I said, um, sure the, the sure yeah. If guys, this is you're right. A little bit of the end of Act Two is I think called Tomorrow Is Tonight, and it's a little bit like it's because it's a it's three people singing over each other or. Sure. Three people singing over oh, each other no. with two guys. Oh, no. Gutenberg, Monk, and Helvetica. Amazing. Sure, I don't even know how that works. I uh, so, up, I guess. No, just kidding. I do. It's fun. Go look. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, like I said, this is on Spotify. It's one that you can listen to all the way through, and they they keep in all of the, like, okay, now it's time to do a charm song. A charm song is called. They yeah. keep all that in so That's you don't fun. lose any of it. So you um, can get the entire, you can just experience the entire thing. Correct. Audibly. Correct. On Spotify. Uh, it's Spotify. like, like Spotify. I said, um, <laughs> sure. It's, they, this is how they start the second act. Okay, here we go. Again. Yes, here we go again. The second act. Now, is everyone back from the restrooms? Because I can go check. <laughs> Broadway producers, are you all back? Okay. So Bud and I were talking during intermission, and we thought you must be sitting there thinking to yourself, I love this show, show more than any show I've ever seen. Ever. But who are these guys on stage? <laughs> yes, who are we? So we thought we'd take a second to tell you a little bit about us. Or we. <laughs> us or we. Thank you. Helvetica? <laughs> You're welcome as Helvetica. Uh-huh. Uh, just a little callback. Uh, we can be jokesters sometimes, but we also know how to be serious. Take it, bud. Now, my name is Mr. Bud Davenport. That you that you already know. But what you may not know, I'm 33, I'm single, and I love to make music. Watch out, ladies. <laughs> That's from Doug. Ha! Yes, I am looking for a wife other than Doug. Sometimes we act just like a married couple. They laugh. Uh, I'm not gay. No. But I am. My name is Doug Simon. I'm 34 years old. I live in a studio apartment above an incredibly loud pet store, and I used to own a cat. Until it died. Yes. (laughs) Sure. So we should have done this where like we read the I know. together. So Kutenberg the musical. Why did we write it? That is a good question. Well, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone why we wrote about Mr. Johann Gutenberg. He's amazing. The most important man in history. Yes. <laughs> but why a musical? To help answer that question, let us take you back in time to 1997, the year of the snake. And I'm gonna leave it there. Oh my god. It's but that is like like I said, the whole show is just them being like I'm not gay, but I am. I so, am. like, here we go. It, but it's that back and forth, and there is like a cadence to it a little bit. Yeah, you have of to how they the go that rhythm. Yeah. But like I said, guys, this one's one of my favorites, and I, 
oh, at some point I'm gonna do it. Maybe in the, sure, maybe in the next year we'll do this show and that'll oh, be yes. like a little bit of a thing. Um, Love it. I you just it's it's 100 percent chemistry and this show I think when you listen to it, uh, Chris Fitzgerald, you can hear his and this is when we say every performance I've ever seen him in he his energy level is like 4000. Oh yeah. And you know I don't know if it's just him as a person like in real life is he just like a Maybe sloth? He's just, like, I don't know. Up all the sure time. where he's like, just like bouncing around but he has done, you know, like I said his his whole shtick is kind of that and it's so fun to listen to um like I said I highly this is one I would if I had to dig a guess probably not one that's super well known no i haven't had never heard of it before. sure you like here's the um, musical i'm doing it. i'm gonna tell you a lady who used to run one of the art councils uh gave it to me when i was working with her on some stuff and she was she did some stuff on broadway like producing wise and like behind the scenes cool and so you know she like i said she gave it to me and she was you gotta listen to it and i was like oh my god this is and i have genuinely trapped in the car with me like driving a long distance been like well we're listening to this i think i am one of those people that no you for like a minute. you have been trapped and i have played it a couple yeah. like a couple, couple i think I, I think i played biscuits for you maybe i think you did because um, it wasn't we weren't going anywhere it was nope. like i was trying to go no, home no. we were just in my car yep. sitting parked yeah for sure <laughs> yes um i do just want to say uh chris Fitzgerald, and we'll talk obviously in our quest to notice us we will talk more about him but his resume is pretty solid in which he's been in both plays. He, the youngest he played, he was an Oliver, but he's done a lot of stuff like Corpus Christi, which is the, the controversial Terrence McNally, Matchmaker, Cripple of uh, Inishman, um, Wise Guys, Babes in Arms. Uh, he was in the Sondheim musical Saturday Night, uh, which he got a Drama Desk uh, uh, nomination. Amore, he's been, he was Bach in Wicked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, Gutenberg, Young Frankenstein. Um, sure, he was Igor. He appeared as Igor in the Young Frankenstein. Uh, he received a Critic Circle Award, Drama Desk, and Tony Nom for all of those uh, as best featured in, in a musical. Um, that's another fun one. We'll, I'll, we'll probably touch on Young Frankenstein at some point here. He was Og in Finian's Rainbow. Oh um, and then got another Tony Nom for that. A funny thing happened on the way to the Forum, The Merchant of Venice. Barnum. Uh, he's just been in all this stuff. Waitress, we talked about he was in Chicago. Um, just a ton, a ton of stuff. Plus, he's been in films and television. So, um, sadly, he's he's won a Broadway uh, audience award. Uh, and that is about it. But uh, And then oh, won the Drama Desk Award for Finian's Rainbow. Um, but just, and the Drama Desk, and the Outer Critics Circle Award for Waitress. Oh, should have won the Tony for that. He's so good as Aggie. So, um, you know, just a guy who's been one of those like veteran character actors in yeah. and played a lot of like really well known parts. Yeah. Um, and just I think maybe a name that people don't know as 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 well. So, I like him. I think he's great. He's a fun time. Um, go do a little deep dive of your own. We'll continue to deep dive with him uh, in the next couple weeks here. But I think he's great. And I like I said, he seems he also he strikes me from like interviews and things like that it's just a cool dude like a yeah. cool nice guy to talk to um so i like him go listen to gutenberg like i said i think it's i think it's pretty great yeah um, man. I, like in a way that i would not uh normally if i give a rec i'd be like yeah you should listen to it i people i've trapped people in my car 
and made them listen to it. Now you need to trap yourself in your own car. And go. it's and best listened listen to, to in your vehicle. Don't yeah. try to do it in your home. It don't, won't work. Don't do it outside. That's right. Don't do it. Get in a car. You have, like, if you don't have a car, break into a car. I don't know. I mean, like, find a car. Disclaimer, we do not encourage vandalism or sure. of any kind Hijack or a criminal. Uh, um, no, no, no. But it's it's like just just bus? one of those. It's just like one of those fun one of those fun shows. And when you think about it too, like you'll get to the end, and it's two guys. It's just <laughs> two guys playing like twenty parts, which is so impressive. It's so impressive. So yeah. like, think about that. Think about any time if you're somebody who's been on stage where you've had to play one part, yeah. And then multiply that out and keep tra- the the key to that too is keep track of it. Keep track. Yeah. And keep track of your voices. Keep track of the physicality. You know all those things. So. Uh, Sure. Listen, any, I hope we do it. Any role where you do not leave the stage ever is like so challenging. Correct. So challenging. Um, yeah, I've only done it once and it was very hard. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say, guys, let us know. Go listen to it. Let us know what you think. I'd be very interested to hear. Uh, you can find us on all of our socials at Downstage Love PC. Yeah, yeah. Send us along. Like, write us an essay. I'll read it. Please, re- yeah. Send Lauren's me. on. I'm Summer break. break, so she'll read it. I have time. Sure. Kind of. Uh, DownstageLeftPC at gmail.com, and of course, our website, DownstageLeftPodcast.com. Rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to it. We need sure. that. Sure. Here's what I say. That. If you're not somebody who does that, because I'm not a big reviewer. No. But, like, help us out. Rate help it. us get noticed. Just push some stars, even if it's, like, well, don't, like, well, be, if it's don't give me, like, one star. Sure. Thank you. But, like, you know, especially if you're, like, our pal. Yeah, if you're our friend and you give us one star, I mean, you can go F yourself, honestly. I know. We're not friends anymore. Sure. Uh, okay. I think we did it. I'm going to say uh, Exit Stage Left, Pursued by Evil Monk and Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs>